Do you think that's quiet enough? Do you think people are going to understand you if you talk like that? No. All right. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're purposefully whispering. Purposefully whispering? Yes. <laughs> I All know right. I said that wrong. I, I, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's a purpose to that somewhere. You're listening to The Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Hi, how are you? From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is The Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. It seems like everybody's getting their stuff from Spotify nowadays. We want to thank them for the job that they do. If you did not know, Every single episode of The Local Bar that's ever been done can be found over on Spotify, but we do appreciate the folks at iTunes and iHeart and all the other places you get your good podcasts and even your bad ones. You can find us at localbarmedia.com. Follow us on the social medias, Local Bar Media. If you want to reach out to the show, chad at localbarmedia.com. Today is a very special Sunday for me. It's the first time in a long time that my Cowboys have been in the playoffs and they, not only that, actually have a chance of maybe winning. It's uh, kind of ridiculous that I'm <laughs> almost 45 years old. But yeah, I've seen my team win three Super Bowls. I can't be, I can't be that, uh, that 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 picky about it. But you know, when we when when Jerry Jones bought the team, we thought that was going to be, uh, I thought that's going to be the norm. Uh, if I seem a little distracted. It's because I have a couple of gremlins in the uh, in the uh, audio today. Now, usually, if you're in in the business, you understand that gremlins usually means some anomaly that happens with your sound equipment that you can't quite figure out, can't figure out why it's not coming through. Uh, that is not the case for me today. I actually have physical gremlins in here. Uh, my two daughters, Sterling and Bryn. Y'all want to say hello? Okay, that was really soft. We talked about we Hi. spent we spent all this time practicing beforehand. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Hang on. We'll go pause here and test that. Let's see how it sounds. Hang on one second. I tell people all the time that I never edit shows. I still don't. But stopping and starting it was a different thing. All right, try it again. Say hello. Hello. Okay, there we go. Hi. There we go. Now we're now we're back to normal. So how are you ladies doing today? Good. Great. Oh yeah. Yes. So it is, um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Y'all have been on the show before uh, quite a few times. There's a couple mm-hmm. of reasons why I wanted to bring y'all on today. Uh, at the top of the show, though, let's let's go ahead. I want to talk about two things in particular. Yes. Sterling, this year for your birthday, every year for your birthday, um, your birthday is in the beginning of December. So every year for your birthday, you always take up a collection, whether it's uh, blankets or food or or uh, clothes for people, and you always donate it and stuff like that. Who? What did you raise for your uh, birthday this year, and who did it go to? I raised, like, all the food, and I'm not sure where it went to. It went, yeah, it went to Harvest Hope. So you, okay. do, you had a lot of people come and donate a ton of food for your birthday. Yeah. And it went to uh, the Harvest Hope Food Bank, which for the folks that aren't in the Columbia area, that is a um, – it's a local food bank. Mm. 
And I'll tell you this. I didn't tell you this part, Sterling. When I went to go take that food over there, and it, it took a lot because there's a ton of food. Remember all that food? Um, there was a there was a line way, way, way down the street. And there's a lot of people that needed that. So that was really great. They were, the, the folks there were really, really appreciative of you doing that. But there's a couple other places. Do you remember some of the other places you raised uh, stuff for? I raised it for the dog shelter. One time you did yeah. for the animal shelter. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And that brings me to you, Bryn. Bryn, you were on the show last year mm-hmm. talking about um, a new project you had because of it started with the idea from school. You were running for school. Stud- student council. Student council. Mm-hmm. And um, y'all had to have some kind of service project but you decided yours wasn't going to be just something you stopped at it was going to be something you did all the time you have been doing uh you start off doing a couple of things and raise the money you and your grandfather still go and do meals on wheels for for folks every now and then yes but you're doing something now you want to tell everybody what it is that you're doing yes so i'm doing something called brent's purpose where we are doing things for people, animals, and like younger kids that can't really take care of themselves well. So right now we are doing something for the Betty White Challenge, which is where Betty White, who was the last golden girl and she died recently, she loved animals. So my mom and I are getting animal like food, like cat and dog food and toys and whatever just for them. And we're donating it to senior resources. But they still accept it at any time. They're just doing that, especially for right now, because it's like around her birthday. So if anybody is listening, if you go in the Columbia area, uh, obviously, if you know Bryn and know where Bryn lives, you can drop stuff off on her porch. Yeah. Uh, or you can go to Instagram and look for Bryn's Purpose. It's B-R-Y-N. It's yes. also on Facebook. And on Facebook. Excuse me. I didn't realize we would uh, evolved to Facebook now. Oh, look at that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're on Facebook. Yep. Yeah, you think your dad would know this stuff? Okay. All right. Um, uh, that's impressive. I, I, that, that's Thank pretty cool you. that you do that. All right. So you've got together. So do you know why it's the Betty White Challenge? I know that she just passed away, but do you know why it's on the seventeenth? Isn't it near her birthday? That that is her birthday. Oh, yeah, it is. It's oh, her, it's her birthday. Okay. And uh, it's also yeah. my my cousin Paige's birthday too. Nice. Yeah, how about that? Um, for anybody listening to the show last week, I think it's kind of kind of ironic. Um, so. Let me ask you two something. Why do y'all like doing stuff like this? Sterling, we'll start with you. Um, Because it's, like, really sweet, and, like, people that don't get a lot, they actually get something, and it makes them really happy. Yeah. Why do you think it makes them happy? Because they usually don't get stuff like this, and so, yeah. Do you, there's, a, there's a phrase that we use called uh, taking stuff for granted. Do y'all know what that means? Yeah. All right, what does it mean, Bren? It's where, like, most people probably take a toothbrush for granted because we know it's there, but not everybody has something like a toothbrush that we would think of that we can just get all the time, and if we don't have one, we can go to the store and get another one. Not everyone can just go to the store and get another toothbrush. And it's other stuff like that, too, like, I don't know, TV, stuff like that. So one of the things I, I really like, you know, Sterling's thing is around her birthday because it is right before Christmas, and it's it always works out really well, and it works good for Sterling because she lets everybody know about it, and the other thing is, is because everybody's kind of in that giving mood, right? Mm-hmm. But you get into January where people have already done all this stuff and given all this 
stuff yeah. away, you know, between the holidays, and they've been very charitable. And then we get into these months. How important do you think it is for people to always remember that there are people that need stuff? Well, it's very important for someone to know all the time that people need things because it's not like they need everything in December and then you just kind of forget about them for the rest of the year and maybe Thanksgiving, I don't know, um, and around that time and then every once in a while here and there you just donate because they need things all the time because if they want to live a good life, then they need to have things whenever, just like all the time. And if you don't realize that, then it's going to start getting harder for charities to be able to raise stuff for other people. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, you, you were you were talking about uh, necessities like toothbrushes and stuff like that. You know, I bet everybody yeah. kind of like uh, looked kind of funny when you said toothbrushes. People people don't really think about that. That I mean, even just regular household necessities like that. Some people just don't have. Is, yes. is that something you've kind of picked up on when you've done the Meals on Wheels with your grandfather? Yes. So something I have realized is when people do it is that like they do have houses and they have like nice homes and stuff but there have been a few times where like um they need a walker and sometimes they'll let me like go in their house and like put the food in their house and so i have noticed that they don't have all the things that like we have so i mean that's okay because not everyone's gonna have all the stuff that we do but it does show how like not everyone has things that you would expect every single person to have yeah kind of take things for granted like we were saying yeah that's yes all right well, I'm very proud of both of y'all for what you do with Thank all that you. stuff. I think it's really great. Um, Thank you. So, Sterling, switching gears here. Yes. Um, we uh We just come away f- during the month of December where our family went on a lot of adventures. Mm-hmm. Yep. What adventures did we go on? You want to tell everybody what we did? Um. So, we went on a Disney cruise, and we went to Tennessee, and we stayed in a camper. Yeah. And we went to Dollywood. Went to Dollywood. (laughs) My first, like, actual, like, I actually wrote my first, I don't know, I don't want to call it, like, a big kid ride, but one of those rides where you're, like, dangling and you're, like, almost going upside down. You went on a legit roller coaster. Yes. It wasn't, like, just a big kid ride. Yeah. You went on a real, like, hey, this is scary kind of roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Metal structure roller coaster. And (laughs) what did you think about it? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, we almost went upside down too. How how did you feel right before it took off? Terrified. <laughs> the employee uh, though was nice. He gave me a high five, and I felt good. I appreciate you being honest about that. You were you were pretty terrified, but I was really proud of you for doing it. And then what happened when you got off of it? I did it with you. Maria. Did it again. <laughs> what about you, Sterling? What, what did you like the most about Dollywood and all that stuff? I really liked like the boat ride that went back and forth. Oh. Oh yeah, and that was a big ride too. That is yeah. like uh, if you're from this area, the North and South South Carolina area is like the Frenzoid. I think that's what it used to be called at at Carowinds. Mm-hmm. There was that. I was surprised you went on that. But it, do- it doesn't go upside down though. No, but it came pretty close, and that 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 surprised me. You wanted to go on that. Why did you? You're usually one that likes to sit and play in the kitty area. I mean that that's kind of your style. Like that's that's what you like. But all of a sudden you saw that ride and wanted to ride it. Why was that? Because, like, I've seen all these boat rides kind of like that, but, like, all of them go upside down, and I've wanted to go on them, but I didn't want ones that went upside down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Well, so, yeah, we did have, I, we were all, it was our, none of us had ever been to Dollywood before, your your mom and I included. Like, we'd never been. So, we had, we had a great time. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was very clean. 
I was impressed with how clear, but the roller coasters were like amazing to me. I don't know that mystery mind though, Dad. You got that to tell thing. Us about that. Oh, it's that mystery mind shaft. That thing, I've never been on. I couldn't decide if that was a roller coaster or a movie. It was. It was really. If you go going on that ride is worth the price of admission to Dollywood. That's one of the best rides yes. I've ever been on in my entire life. I have. I'm. Very excited that you and Maria got to ride it. Yeah, if you were, if y'all, there's no way in the world I'd take y'all on it. But if when you no. get little, when you get a little bit older, we're we're doing it sometime. But it okay. was that thing was amazing. Um, let's talk about the cruise real quick. So we got to go on the yeah. cruise, and uh, what was your favorite part about the cruise? Maybe the water park. I really liked kind of like the candy store because it was like really cool and it had candy that, that was one True, of the, it was Rick and Ralph themed so I will give her that yeah that was one of the coolest candy stores I've ever seen I've never seen a candy store mm-hmm. that I mean it was uh it's crazy how the, uh, I mean, the variety of candy in that thing mm-hmm. was cool and then you know obviously a lot of it was Disney themed so that was kind of neat but that that was a cool. What did you get? So, oh, you got that huge lollipop that lasted for like forever, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, it. Yes. We had to leave it on the boat because it was so big. <laughs> we couldn't fit it through the door. That's right. Now. Yeah. Um, what was? What do y'all? Y'all tell the audience what was the coolest thing about our boat that was very different from any other boat we've ever been on. Fireworks. All right. Okay. So that's you're right. They did have fireworks <laughs> at sea. It's the only yeah. cruise line that does it. That was actually kind of neat. But what do you have, Sterling? We had a balcony. Oh, we did have a balcony, but what did our boat have that we've never seen on another boat? I'll give you a hint. It's up on, it's up on the upper deck. Uh, putt-putt? No, we've seen that before. Oh, yeah. It went all the way around the top. A water oh, slide. Water slide, yeah. It was a, And it wasn't just like a water slide like we had on the back of our ship. This was like I a water roller coaster. It. Yeah, this was kind of neat. It went all the way down one side of the boat. Yeah. And then turned around and came all the way back down the other side of the boat. And it even had a story to it. In line, yep. you could read a story. Yep, that was kind of cool, wasn't it? And it was clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of it was clear. It was clear. Yes. Yeah. Just so you know, I never went on it. Yeah, she was too scared. <laughs> I went on it twice. And you saw, we, we actually got on the boat, and Bryn saw, um, what? A like, bunch of my school there's friends. There's like 15 kids from your school on <laughs> yeah. the ship, and we, it, wasn't, it wasn't planned that way. I guess that's what happens when there's a travel agent that, uh, that, that works, whose kid goes to your school. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was that was really cool. Okay. So. Yes. It's really cool. We got to do all that stuff in December, and that was really neat. I want to go back though, and I want to talk about what we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about um, taking things for granted and people not having things and stuff like that. Let me ask you a question. Um, and when you get to do cool things like that, and um, uh. When you get to do cool things like that, and um, at the same time, you know what it's like to to kind of work with people who need mm-hmm. stuff and who don't have as much stuff as you have, does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel grateful for what you do? Does it sometimes kind of make you sad for what they don't get to do? Like as a kid, as as two as two young ladies that are nine and almost eleven, how how does that how do you feel whenever you think about it like that? Well, I feel happy for them. Oh yeah. And, and I feel glad that I did something for somebody that doesn't have as much stuff as other people, and I feel like they 
like, are very appreciative because, mm-hmm. and I feel happy, like, really happy because they get something. And I feel sad for them because they don't have a lot of things like other people have. What do you think, Bram? So it's like, let's say there's a happy meter, one from 100, okay? Okay. This makes it easier because you can't really see my hand. So. Thank you. Yes, this is audio. <laughs> it's good of you to recognize this is audio. Gotcha. Go ahead. Yeah. So I would be at like a 90 because I'm glad that I get to help people and like do all this. But then I'm sad that they have to like, because the people at Meals on Wheels are very nice. And I am so glad that I get to do this for them. And I'm glad that I get to do it like a lot and maybe do it on Monday. But I am sad that sometimes when they have like, when sometimes I'll read the thing because it has descriptions just to let you know, like they might be a little slow or something. Like, there has been one time that I went, and, like, they were in a wheelchair, and they were, like, I think legally blind. I think it was either blind or deaf. One of the two. And I felt really bad because, like, they couldn't see or hear. And it was, like, hard for them to, like, get around their house. So I think they were blind. And it was hard for them to get around their house to, like, come to the meal. Yeah. So it did make me sad that people have, like, other people have to go through that. Yeah. That's one of the things I think sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm really glad we get to do the stuff that we do. And I'm glad that we are kind of a giving family and we, we're always involved. I mean, obviously, y'all know Maria is constantly doing stuff, too. Yeah. Um, but it is one of those things. It's like, you know, I'm glad that we get to celebrate and we get to have some nice things and stuff like that. But there are people that every now and then kind of make you feel guilty about it. Now, I've got my stance on that about why I don't feel guilty about going and doing stuff and us being able to celebrate. Yeah, I don't feel guilty. I just feel a little bad sometimes that people don't, like, that they can't go on, like, trips and stuff. Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't feel guilty, like. That you get to do it and they don't? Yeah. You just feel sad. Yeah. And see, so that's, you bring up a really interesting point, Brim, because I think people don't separate that. Like. It's almost like you can't feel bad for someone unless you feel guilty about it. And that's not true at all. I know both of y'all are looking at me like I'm weird for saying that. Yes. But that's the way. That, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. That's the way people will have you believe. They will have you believe because you get to do stuff and they don't. Sure, that's one thing that's guilty. They'll also turn around and say, well, it's one thing that you give somebody something, but you can't really feel sorry for them without feeling guilty. Why is that not true? Well, let's say you go on a trip. Sure. And on the way there or something, you see someone that lives on the streets and you feel bad that um, you that they can't go on trips and that they have to live on the streets and they don't even have like a hotel room or a house or whatever. Feeling guilty would be like, well, I get this and they don't and it's my fault and it's not your fault to have all this fun that you... Cause you don't know what they're going through. Maybe they did this on their self because they like did something that messed them up, whatever. But feeling bad is a different thing because that's when you're like, oh, I'm sad that this person has to go through this. I hope that they can find a shelter or whatever. Feeling bad is like, oh, this is my fault that I'm having this fun and that they're just kind of on the streets. Yeah, perfectly said. So you brought up two things though that I think is really important to point out on this stuff. And one of the things that I actually just learned from watching y'all that I think is really cool because I noticed y'all do this. When y'all help someone, nobody ever asks why they're in the situation they're in. I've never heard y'all do that. It's not something you do. You don't care. But, Bryn, it's interesting to hear you say that because it, it proves to everybody that at 11 years old, you're still not oblivious to it. I mean, you know the stories of, of, of mm-hmm. some of the hardships and stuff. We don't need to get into all that stuff. But you, there's no. stuff that you know. Yes. 
I think it's very interesting though that y'all think that way, and I think that's I think it's brilliant that you are that way, and I, I hope everybody understands it's nothing that anybody taught you. Y'all just know it, and I and I think it's great. Sterling, let me ask you a question: Why do you think people go from thinking like y'all do to thinking like adults do sometimes, to where they 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 think that kind of stuff, where they think you're supposed to feel guilty? What's the difference between the way kids think and the way adults think? Well, I think it's because like they learn from somebody else that they can do that, but then once they figure out like that they can't do that, they're like, "Oh, wait, I messed up. I shouldn't do that anymore." But like you can't go back and fix it because you've already done it. Yeah. So it's important <laughs> to always treat people the right way or the best way, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, that's I think that's really cool. Well, let me ask y'all some even more important questions though. Do you think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win yes. today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know anything about football. If she did, she'd say yes. Yes, she would say, oh, thank you, Brad. Thanks for that vote of confidence. I love that. You're welcome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, real quick, before I let y'all get out of here, because I think Maria is looking for y'all, because I think she's going to take y'all somewhere or do something here real quick. Wait, really? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite sure exactly what it is. Um, what? <laughs> We look, Sterling goes like. There are times this should not just be an audio podcast. I swear. That was pretty funny. Yes. What, um, your favorite thing you did over this Christmas break, what was it? You go first. Um, well, this is very hard. (laughs) Well, I really liked going to Dollywood, and I really liked going on the cruise when, I really liked going on the cruise when we went to, um, the uh, private or the private island yeah. Yeah, yeah the disney island and yeah. so and i really liked when we went um to like i really liked that camper because he was like uh, super cool mm-hmm. and i don't really know <laughs> how about you Bryn? what was I your favorite thing we did over over uh the holidays um just spend time with my family because i mean yes trips were awesome and i love doing all of them but i love spending time with my family where we get to, like, you know, do whatever we want to do, which was a good thing about the cruise is they weren't like, hey, got to do this, then you got to do this. You just kind of do what you want. No one can stop you. Unless you want to jump off the ship, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yes, Sterling. Yes. I agree. Yes, yes. We it, Sterling gets a vast amount of warnings of not doing that before we mm-hmm. ever go on a ship. Well, yes. first of all, I want to thank you all for coming out and joining me on the first part of the show today. Thank you very much. And it was great having uh, so much fun at Christmas, and it's great having this weekend. This is the first week. Y'all realize this is the first weekend we have not gone somewhere or had a million things to do since, I believe, August? When did you start soccer? Soccer started, I think, August. Maybe. Wait. Maybe your tournament started in October. But Yes. You, we still would, we had camping trips and stuff like that. You know those crazy millers always are dragging us all over the place. Yes. Uh, but it was actually kind of, it was actually kind of nice this weekend just kind of hanging out, wasn't it? Here, at yes, the home and base. playing Just Dance over the world stuff like that. That was awesome. Yeah, you like the y'all like the Just Dance, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I got eleventh out of like a bunch of people. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Sterling is that is the the Switch? Is that was that your what are your favorite Christmas gifts? Do you like that? What's your favorite game on the Switch? Is it Animal um, Crossing or is it Just Dance? Minecraft, because we have Minecraft. Oh, Minecraft. That's right. That's true. Animal Crossing. You like Animal Crossing? That's your favorite? Yes, I created our town, and I am technically the president. You are uh, the the mayor of Bobbyville. But my favorite, like, other than Minecraft is probably Just Dance. 
Yeah. Yes. Brynn, did you name it Bobbyville after your boyfriend at school? There's no one that I've ever met named Bobby. Or would it be called... Just kidding. <laughs> Brynn didn't like to be picked on about boyfriends at school, do you? Uh, no, because they actually like me. I don't like them. Oh, I hear you. How about totally. you, Sterling? Totally. <laughs> Sterling, your, your boyfriend's Talker Walker. You can't say nothing. Uh, no, it is not. He is so annoying. Talker Walker? Yeah. Walker yes. Talker. Walker Talker? Same yes. thing. I don't know which one it is. All they right. have the same name. There's no difference. Well, y'all, thank y'all very much for joining me. Yes. I love you both very much. I love you. Love you, too. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Both my daughters for spending time coming out with me. They, they, they love this. They, when they get to come out to the studio, they think it's the coolest thing in the world. And I am trying to keep a hold of that as long as I can because there's going to be a day they're going to be like, my dad is out in that weird box talking to no one. No world's wrong with him. Right now, the magic is still there with them. Uh, before I continue on with that, uh, if you're new to the show, the music is done for us by Mr. Don Merkel. Singer-songwriter out of Charleston, South Carolina, who, by the way, was just uh, mentioned in the Post and Courier, a newspaper down there in Charleston. has been around since, uh, I believe, uh, right before George Washington. Um, the Post and Courier uh, awarded Don with uh, one of the best albums, or the best album, yeah, you would think I would know this, of uh, 2021. So uh, Don's album, Rumor of a Ghost, let me try to say that a little bit better, Rumor of a Ghost, it was the we've we've that song that I just played is actually from that. It's some of the new stuff we've been playing lately. It's uh, if you haven't listened to it, he did a two part series with us uh, back last year uh, where he played a bunch of songs from that. But if you have not checked that album out, go go get it. It is it is fantastic. If you're a fan of Don or any of the work he's done before with American Gun or any of that jazz, uh, go and. Uh, uh, the, or, or the blacksmith uh, other things you can find of his on itunes uh go and go and check that out rumor of a ghost is a, it's a fantastic album a really neat one a very very uh very interesting album to to kind of challenge yourself to listen to and find your own story in it you know one of the things that don and i talked about and i don't know if we talked about it on that show but uh many times before while he was making that album we talked about how it's weird you know, albums used to tell a story from beginning to end for people. You could tell an artist kind of did that. Well, we 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 listen. We we buy singles now, right? We just buy tracks. We don't really put that together. It's very very rare that we buy a, a whole album and let it just kind of wash over you. And and I would I would tell you this is an album to do that with. I think it's been a long time uh, since we've we've had albums that do that. 
And I, I certainly think uh, Don's does that. But certainly uh, we uh, we share in his congratulations and wish him the highest congratulations from us here at the local bar for what he has done uh, with this album. I, I do think it's a, a, a hell of a, a hell of a thing for you to check out. Um, I don't really teach my girls a lot. I mean, well, all right. So there's a lot that we teach them. You, you should have seen Maria this morning. The girls decided they were going to wake up. And again, I'm not kidding you. This is the first weekend in months where we have not been on the road. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the last time the four of us woke up in this house together two mornings in a row back to back. It's part of what happens when you have a blended family. There are certain challenges with that. But but a lot of times people take that time you think you get for granted and you realize that the older these kids get, the the more active they are in so many different things. And 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 certainly um, both of them uh, have been a lot. Bryn's been doing travel soccer, so that takes like 90% of the time up. Sterling's done a couple of things, mostly during the week, but she's had friends that have come into town that she wants to spend time with. And then we've been camping or traveling or going on adventures, something like that. And so this morning, Maria was going to teach the girls because uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. They were they were wanting to cook us breakfast in bed. Now, if you're a parent of any child under the age of 13, hearing that your kids want to cook you breakfast in bed means you know that you you're going to have a lot more work to do in about 30 minutes. Um, our girls were dead set on cooking. I'm not talking like pouring cereal in a bowl. They were dead set on cooking which means we were going to have a fire in about 15 minutes. Mm. I mean, they were firing up the gas oven and everything. Oh, it's just ridiculous. So she was very patient. She went in there and worked with them. And, and, and you know, it's funny listening to her teach them things that they don't know, things I heard my grandmother teach my daughter, things that, uh, you know, th- things like the things you just learn. Sure, I teach my girls that stuff. When we're in the ocean, we talk about, you know, how to body surf or what to do if you get pulled out and, you know, the things to worry about. The fun things and the things you have to be concerned about to have a good time. I'm certain that's the kind of thing we'll deal with whenever they're driving. We talk about school. We There's, there's tons of stuff like that, sure. But when it comes to compassion, there's there's a lot of things we do to our kids. I, I think a lot of times, you know, like I, I hand it to Bryn School. For you to be on the student council, you had to have some kind of some kind of a community service. I really appreciate them doing that. But either your kid gets it or they don't with community service. I mean, there are some kids who are like, all right, it's a means to an end. I got to do what I got to do. Bryn did it, and then she kept doing it. And she still does it today, even though she just had to start it for school. And she started Bryn's Purpose on Instagram for school. She was already giving and doing stuff in the community before. Same thing with Sterling. Sterling's mom started uh, doing drives for Sterling's birthday party when she was like a fetus, right? She, like Sterling didn't start that, but Sterling talks about it and Sterling makes it happen. And Sterling, um, Sterling really finds a way to not only do it around her birthday, but when there's an opportunity to give. Or to do something compassionate for someone, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Sterling's usually the first one out of any of us that sees the opportunity. Now, Sterling also wants to do everything else. She she wanted to buy some marshmallows last night at the grocery store that I let her um, buy, and her mom told her not to get. It. And I'm probably going to hear about it for a long time now. But still, you know, they, they, like she's the one that wants everything, 
at the same time, I, I got to give her credit. She's the one that if she if there's an opportunity, you, you know, she's going to ask you about it. The guy on the street corner, why aren't we giving him money again? The the the, the person that was over there asking for something, why why aren't we helping them out? And it's nothing that we want to stifle. We don't ever come up with an excuse. It's it's just one of those things that's there. And it's something that they both have. I do think kids have it more uh, than, than adults do. That's kind of the point of my, my question to Sterling. But, uh, you know, I understand they're not going to understand the difference between that. But I will tell you this. Their understanding of guilt is something that I think is in, in, impeccable. Because it's the thing I want to tell you about right now, and it's the thing that I think hurts us more than it helps us. During the holidays, we like to give. And we do that because there are a lot of drives during the holidays. And why is that? Well, from a salesman's point of view, I can tell you, you're spending a lot of money. You wonder yourself, why in the world each year do we put so much money on a credit card and spend so much time trying to pay it off? And why do we have to buy all this for all these people? You know what? And then all of a sudden you see somebody ringing a bell and you're like, I- I'll feel a little bit better if I give to somebody else. All right. That's the that's the cynical look of it, right? The other side of that, if we're being, you know, just, 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 just look at it from every point of view, right? We're not, we're not just We're not just kind of... We're not just tunnel vision in this thing right here, okay? The other side of it is, you know what? I'm spending all this money on all these other people. Half these people don't really care about these gifts. You know, I don't spend enough money on other folks who really need stuff during this time. Let me help them. And then you have some of us that are aware of it before shopping ever starts. Maria is like this. And it's like, okay, how do we give before we start buying presents? And then we wonder why it doesn't happen the rest of the year. I think the reason is more driven by guilt during the holiday season. And not to make too much out of anything like a political statement with this. I'm just going to be a little little upfront that that some people are going to take it this way. And I, I don't necessarily mean it like that. But making people feel guilty seems to be the new way in trying to get someone to think like you. The last thing I want anybody on this show or listening to this show or anybody in this family, the last thing I want them to do ever in feeling uh, feeling like they need to give is to feel that that sense of giving is birthed out of a sense of guilt because of what they have. If you're new to the show or if you're old to the show, I'm going to let you in on something. Uh, that maybe I've hinted around about, but not talked about enough. Part of it is due to my pride and my ego, and I have no problem uh, with my pride and ego. I'm absolutely fine with it, and I'll explain that here in a minute. When Maria and I got married, uh, we were both going through a very tough time. When you get divorced, it's it's tough. Maria was going through a period where, what's the best way to say this without making anybody mad? Uh, Some of the financial side of what she was supposed to get through her divorce was not coming in. Um, I was trying to pay for my divorce and pay off a bunch of stuff that, you know, that accumulates through that. We were going through a very hard time. Um, Very hard time. But we were still able to figure out a way to put our wedding on credit, try to cut as much down as we possibly could. We were not going to ask for gifts for our wedding, but oh my God, why we didn't ask for money, I don't know. Because I still, to this day, I believe we are still paying off the wedding. 
some of you know the story. We went on our honeymoon, and we came back to find out her mother had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And so as soon as our ship landed, we were back running again. And then we had to move. Uh, but in between that, I lost my job. And that's that, that really hurt. Um, and I went through about a uh, five-month period trying to find a, a job again. It was it was it was extremely tough. And then at the end of the year, the very next December, it was that was the December first, right before Christmas, they had all these cutbacks and they cut my department out. And then the very next December, the same thing happened again. And we went about four or five months. So about a year's worth of time of me not having a job. Now, I'm lucky. Um, it, it always seems to kind of fall through for me. And um, I worked hard and found a way to do what, whatever I could. And Maria did as well. And we kept our family afloat financially, but it was not, it was not easy. Truth be told, this was not the first time that Maria had dealt with that in her life. If you've listened to our other podcast that we, we joke around, uh, joke around about, about bringing back, uh, Maria is very upfront with, with how she grew up that she did not grow up easy. It was, it was very hard. And I'm often surprised at people when we get to do stuff, if I hear anything out the corner of my ear, you know, when people think because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a loud and obnoxious guy that I'm not listening, I'm not good in sales because I never learned to listen. I learned how to distract you to where you think I'm not listening to you and I hear everything. Um, I hear people make a comment here and there. And it can make me mad if I wanted to, but I, I don't. I let it go away because it always it always surprises me whenever they make a statement such as, well, they're lucky to have what they have. They don't know what it's like. We, we do know what it's like. There are some of you out there right now that, that know what it's like. There are some of you listening to me right now that are going to find out what it's like just when you think you've been through the hardest part of your life or hit a rock bottom we talked about this last week uh rock bottom is just a place you stopped it doesn't mean you couldn't have kept going it can always be worse always so why do i bring that up not because I want anybody to give Maria and I any credit. I'm not saying that. But when you give, I think you need to give out of your heart and the reasons you think really are there. The, the, the part of you that, that, that really feels like you want to make a difference. The part of you that doesn't have to wait till Christmas to, be, to feel better. There are those of you that need help as well. And I'm going to tell you, trying to make people feel bad or wishing anything bad on anybody else isn't going to pull you out of it. 
I think that we're, I think because of the way we treat each other, and I, I've just noticed this over the past two years of watching how we treat each other on, like online with our social media has now breathed over into our, our personal lives and how we do it. And I watch people deal with each other in a way that I've never seen before. And I, I'm, I'm not here to call anybody out. I, and I'm not here to say it's this group of people. I think it's something we all need to reflect on. Look, if things are going bad for you, don't wish bad on anybody else. That doesn't make things better for you. It just makes things bad for other people. The people that may be able to help you out, by the way, if you are going through a good time, celebrate it. Make the most out of it. There may be a day you don't have it or can't do it. There may be something coming up that keeping keeping you from doing it, just with, with, outside of your control. But don't forget, don't feel like you've got to do it because you're guilty. You have an opportunity to do it. So do it. Not out of guilt because you should feel bad if you didn't do it. Not at all. Because you're supposed to. Why do I know this? Because I watch my kids. Bryn feels great every day she goes and does Meals on Wheels. She and I usually talk those days. But she doesn't feel so great that she doesn't think she doesn't need to go do it again in two days. It doesn't feel her up for a year. And I'll get him back next Thanksgiving. No, it's something that always needs to happen. Bryn's always looking for something to do to help somebody else out. Sterling's got it on a, a much more personal level. And I'm very impressed with it. She asks about her friends and why they feel certain ways and what we can do to help them out. And why are they different than us? And is there something that we can do to make them feel comfortable here? It's not always about giving somebody something, not a tangible thing or a monetary item. It, it, it is about how we can help somebody else feel this, feel at home, feel welcome. Now, Truth be told, I, I had a family member reach out to me not long ago. I will um I won't tell you who it is. Oh uh, yeah, I, I just can't. But they said something really neat to me, and they said that they thought it was amazing and they believed that the compassion that Bryn is known for, that she gets it from Maria. And I, I, I thought that was very sweet. I thought it was very nice. I also thought they missed that I, I do believe I'm a pretty compassionate person myself. But no, okay, 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 I get it. All right, it's fine, it's fine. I don't disagree with them. And I think that, if anything, Maria shows our girls an example. One of the most proud shows I ever did um, was on here where Maria and I talked about working with other people and Maria kind of has a, a, a not so much a saying but a mentality of you want to tell me about something that's great talk to me on our way while we go to help these people out you've got ideas about something great talk to me while we're going to do this because the number one thing we need to do is is action we need to do something and then we might be able to find a way to make it more efficient the reason she feels that way is because most time ideas for for helping people get lost in the planning phase. And for as much as Maria is a planner, she knows like hell, if people need help, just start helping and figure out how to make it better while your elbow's deep in it. I don't disagree with, with that. 
Because I do believe too many people are motivated by that guilt. They're motivated for reasons that are fine. I appreciate that they're doing it. I'm not here to complain and say, oh, you're not giving the right way. You need to give. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Hey, it's great that you're doing something for someone. If you only give at Christmas, at least you give at Christmas. That's wonderful. My point is I think we look at it too much like what we're going to get out of it or what we owe rather than let's just help. We live in a society now where more and more people need help. More and more people are going to need help. The economist in me does not like where we've been sitting the past two years. And if you buy me two beers, I I will map out to you where I think it's going. Or three beers, and I'll tell you whose fault it is. But that's, that's for interpersonal communication at a bar. The most important thing for us to remember, though, is that people need help, and they always do. It's not a sense of servitude we need to look for sense of gratitude either well both of those can be noble features and 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 they don't have to necessarily be negative it's not that at all we need to just help each other out no matter what whether it's help finding a job sure maybe it's money maybe it's a meal maybe it's just talking to them a little bit maybe it's just being there for them Maybe it's just making them feel comfortable. Maybe they live in a home that's not. A drink on the porch. Arm around the shoulder. People need this stuff more today than they ever have. At least in my lifetime. I mentioned my ego before. I'll close with this. I I love my ego. My wife tells you I love my ego too much. I do love my ego because my ego has done one thing. That when I have been down and out, it has told me that you don't just have to be here. You're not supposed to be here. Now, does that mean I'm saying I'm too good for the situation I'm in? Absolutely, I am. Absolutely. I have a standard of what makes me happy. It's not as garish as you think. It's not through the roof. It is not Disney cruises all the time. (laughs) As a matter of fact, that may be the last one we do. I don't know. I'm a big Carnival fan. I am. Carnival wants to sponsor the show. Hit me up. But um, when we can celebrate, we will. And when I feel like our standards are getting too low to where I believe they should be as a family, with what we expect, with what we do, with how we conduct ourselves, with how we live our lives, with how we watch our health, absolutely, I have an ego that I'm not going to let it go any lower. I've let that ego slip before. I've told myself I've gone over the top. At 44 years old, I can look back and tell you I was wrong when I thought that. My family and my friends and my community deserve to get the best version of me they can get. Not over the top, not out of touch. If you find yourself in need right now, I'm going to ask that you sit and look for help, reach out for it, Pray about it. All those kinds of things. I want you to look at your ego too. Find out how much you're letting affect you. Maybe it's all out of your hands. That very well could be it. But a lot of times when I've thought that to myself, 
I realized that I, I wasn't being honest with myself. It doesn't have to necessarily be a negative thing. Do yourself a favor. Be the person you've always wanted to be. No matter what situation you're in. It can, it can really go a long way. I hope that through this year, when you find an opportunity uh, to help someone, you do. I hope this episode serves as a tickle in the back of your brain that comes rushing forward when all of a sudden you see a moment. You may be a religious person, and that's just kind of what going to church does to you anyway. I'm glad that that happens to you, but you may not be. And whether you're religious or not, it doesn't mean that you can't help other people and that we shouldn't do it. We all should do it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to give the shirt off your back, but I bet when you look around, there's stuff you can get rid of. I bet when you look at your budget, there's something you can do a little bit better with. I bet when you think about your time, there's an hour you can spend for someone who you may not be even close friends with, but your spouse is. And you know, they could just use an ear of somebody because they feel alone in the world. Man, can you imagine if we all did that all year long? That, you know, when Louis Armstrong talks about all, how perfect all that stuff is in the world, he's not talking about anything out of a a storybook. It's all very simple, very easy. That's the stuff that makes this world wonderful. Friends shaking hands. They're really saying, I love you. That's what we need more of. Man. I am proud of my kids. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so different than me.